0: Hey, this is Davey Blackburn, host of the Nothing is Wasted podcast. And if you're listening to this, you're a monthly partner. We just want to thank you so much for your partnership and ministry. You're helping us as we help people partner with God to take back their story. And perhaps you are someone that is... Right now you're walking through something very difficult or you're on your way out of your valley, so to speak. Uh, Regardless, I want to encourage you, this conversation I'm about to have, and I'm going to introduce our our guest for this um, month and this bonus episode here in a second, but this conversation we're about to have is going to be so, so rich uh, you know this guest very, very well, and uh, she's going to share a little bit of her story that, and and she hasn't she hasn't shared with us. Um, and uh, and so I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, to share this with somebody who has uh, potentially who has experienced sexual abuse. And I also want to kind of give you a little bit of um, a warning that this could be a very heavy, but this is also going to be a very hopeful conversation. So without further ado, let me uh just kind of introduce to you, even though she needs no introduction, Aubrey Sampson. <laughs>
1: hey there, Davey. Hi, partners. So good to be here. I'm
0: so glad, so glad you're joining us for this month's bonus episode. I feel like we could probably do a whole year of bonus episodes with you, and we still would not scratch to the bottom of the wealth of your wisdom. I don't know if
1: that's true, but I'm excited (laughs) to be here for this one, for sure.
0: In a second, we're going to jump into the actual conversation, but I want the listener to know that this is going to be a lot of resourcing of uh, what you have learned, Mm -hmm. what God has done in your life, um, since you have experienced some sexual abuse in your past. And much of this you outlined in your book, Overcomer.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. My, my book is really about my healing journey. Yeah. Um, and so we thought it would be really meaningful for listeners to be able to kind of hear the things that God taught me that I think are actually like universal principles for people who are dealing with shame from sexual abuse or sexual assault.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, I don't want to give away any of the un- unbelievable content that you're going to give us in this conversation. So let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with our co host our beloved co-host, Aubrey Sampson. Well, Aubrey, since most most of our listeners don't know your story, unless they've picked up the book Overcomer already, um, I want you to give us a little bit of context. So talk to us a little bit about your story, your experience what took place, and then dive in and talk to us about this healing journey that God brought you on.
1: Sure. Basically, my story is that I have two pretty significant experiences of um, sexual assault and then sexual abuse. And um, I use those terms because one was a one-time thing and the other was an ongoing thing. I don't know if that's actually like scientifically the way you're supposed to talk about abuse and assault. But um, when I was in middle school, I was sexually assaulted on a school bus by some high school boys that were bused with middle schoolers. Mm And, um, I don't need to go into all the details, but they invited me to the back of the bus and I thought they were the cool, cute, older boys. And, um, one day they held me down and they did things that they should not have done to me. And I, um, got off the school bus that day and stood in front of my parents' house. And I can remember very distinctly thinking I should go in and tell mom and dad what happened. But there was a voice and I now I can recognize that was the voice of the enemy that said, what happened to you was your fault. And it Mm. was like the oldest lie in the book, right? Right. Um, Because I liked them. And because I thought they were cute. Mm. And I thought they were cool. And I wanted their attention. And I flirted with them. And so I just that was a moment when uh, like a lot of women, I just believed right. I deserve this. Yeah. And so I never told anybody. <sighs> wow. And then, um, and of course, that pl- we don't need to go into all this, but that played out, of course, in in multiple really devastating ways as yeah. I kind of came of age. And then when I was 17, I worked at a restaurant and I had a boss who was, you know, an older man at the restaurant that I worked just take advantage of me. He would lock me in his office and sexually abuse me. It happened mm. a lot. And um, at the time, I would have told you that we were in a relationship, and that's part of my healing story. I can tell mm. you more about that later. But um, that was another thing that I, I actually hated it. I hated every moment of it, but yeah. I didn't really have the the self-confidence or the wherewithal to get away, to mm. walk out, to leave that relationship or leave that job. And, um, by the grace of God, I got accepted. I was, I grew up in Oklahoma. I got accepted uh, at Wheaton college in the Chicago area. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, this lasted for a long time. So it was honestly going to college when I was 18. So this was about a year long thing that finally just being physically removed from the relation, not the relationship Mm -hmm. from the abuse was what finally just, uh, removed me from the right, abuse. Right. And that was another thing. I buried it, Davey. Mm. I didn't tell anybody. And actually, I mean, it's weird what the subconscious does to protect you. I actually yeah. forgot that it happened Wow! until much later, even in like about five years into my marriage. And that's when I began to really deal with the pain and the shame of what had happened.
0: Wow. Wow. Um, real quick. Some people might hear this and, and think... Well, if you forgot what happened, wouldn't that be the desirable outcome? It's like, oh, right. I, for, I forgot. I'm, it's, right. it's no longer in my memory bank. Great, awesome. Wash my hands <laughs> of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not the desirable desirable outcome. Yeah, and yeah, can unfortunately, you tell us
1: because the uh, you know, uh, we've had guests on here that talk about mm. that book, "The Body Keeps the Score," right, right? Right. Um, you forget, but it doesn't mean um your body has forgotten or right. your psyche has forgotten. And so it, the, the damage that was there and the shame that was there began to impact every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had zero self-confidence. I was married to Kevin. It was impacting our sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just even my freedom In at the time I was actually running a um, junior high youth ministry program at the mm-hmm. church when I was just beginning to like, have these flashbacks and these memories. It was impacting my ministry. So it, you know, you think you've forgotten, but right, until there's right. actual healing, until you've named what has happened, um, it stays there yeah. very deep. And then the little tentacles kind yeah. of reach out and yeah. touch everything.
0: That's a good way of describing it. You're right. Wow. Wow. Okay, man. Well, first of all, Aubrey, you know, it was just, it was not too long ago that that um, I first heard this from you too. Mm-hmm. So, But I want you to know that I'm so deeply sorry for what you know, they did to you in both Thank of those you. situations. Thank um, you. I also know at the same time that so many people have experienced this, unfortunately. And I'm really grateful that God has giving, given you a very articulate mouth to be able <laughs> to talk about this and yeah. your words... And obviously, God's word yeah. uh, can help people find freedom in that. Yeah. And he's given you a really, uh, a gift to write, which is, you know, again, this entire, basically Overcomer was your healing journey. I'd love Absolutely. for you to talk through some of the tenets or or markers yeah. of that healing journey for us. Yeah. Um. I know, from what I understand, it's kind of, you know, Overcomer is kind of descriptive in that healing journey, but it also provides a prescriptive process absolutely so talk yeah. talk to us through that
1: yeah um so i will say that uh, again i was about 5 years into marriage with kevin and um i began to have these memories specifically of um the the boss and i it began like haunting me almost mm. to the point where I can just remember one really specific day. I pulled over to the side of the road. It was pouring down rain and I was screaming at God. Mm. Like it was ugly. I mean, it, that's probably the most intense I've ever prayed to God, even through seasons of like lament and grief. Yeah. I just was like, you have to heal mm. me. I cannot deal with this anymore. And I mean, I was like really kind of rock bottom emotionally because it was impacting my marriage so much. Yeah and impacting my ministry so much that I just like didn't want to deal with the shame of it anymore. And, um, you know, interestingly, I think shame can be, of course, like a prison sentence, but right. I think in some ways, God can use shame to, to really be the keys that set you free mm. um, from that prison. Because if you feel shame, it's because something shameful has happened. Mm. And so I think that was like... In one sense, as as deeply ashamed as I felt and unworthy as I felt, um, God used that to begin to help me to recognize that what happened wasn't okay. Right. Yeah. And good. um, that was enough to sort of start a healing journey for mm. me. So I would say um the very first thing that happened and um you know, part of the the principle that you could apply from this is um, that I talked to Kevin about it. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that seems really basic, but sharing your story yeah. with safe people right. is one of the most powerful steps in healing from the shame of sexual abuse or sexual assault, because um, shame cannot exist in the light, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as you bring it to light, that's when the Lord really begins to bring some healing and some wholeness. So yeah. Kevin and I were... In New York, this was about a month after me just pulling over the side of the road, just praying God, like you have to set me free. Mm. And we were at a a church planting conference, and I think I've talked to you about this before, Davy. But it, there was a male speaker there who actually is not really well known for the way he treats women, but <laughs> um, he talked about his wife and he talked about his daughters, and something about the way he talked about them, like it got to my heart. Mm. Like it was the first time I was like, oh, that's how men are supposed to treat women. And of course, Kevin has always treated me wonderfully. But like hearing him say it, I I don't know what it was. God used it just to go, that's, you need to talk to Kevin about this. So I was at this conference. It was mostly men because again, it was a church planning conference and it was really intimate and I'm sobbing. Like out of nowhere, just the emotions are like coming, 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 coming. And so I have to get up and leave because I'm about to cause a scene. And Kevin gets up and follows me. And I'll never forget, we're sitting on these church steps in front of Central Park. And he's like, are you okay? Mm. <laughs> and I said, I have to tell you something. And, you know." And we'd been married for five years. We've been together for probably seven years. Wow. And I um, finally, for the first time said, this thing happened to me. Mm. And I have carried it for way too long. I've in some senses, even forgot that I was carrying it. It's impacted my relationship with you. It's impacted my relationship with God. And I don't know what to do. And, um, you know, Kevin being such a, such a good godly guy. Mm. um, He said, Aubrey, I love you. And I have seen that you have carried something that has been holding you back. I, I wouldn't have known what it was, but mm. he said, but I want you to know that Jesus loves you more than I even love you. And you have to give this to him. Wow. And in that moment, Kevin was also the first one who said to me, Aubrey, that wasn't a relationship. That man abused his yeah. power. Yeah. That was assault. That was abuse. Right. And so just hearing him sort of validate those things and... Um, hearing him remind me that he loved me, even though I had this kind of what I thought was really yucky stuff in my past. Yeah. Um, that was the big start. That was a big step of healing. That's huge. So huge.
0: That's huge. It's
1: a long way of saying, share your story with safe yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And you know, I think too, I needed God to kind of move my pathway to the place where I felt safe to right. do it. Right. And so you could even begin praying like Holy Spirit, open the doors that's good. so yeah. that I feel safe. And what's the right time for me to begin talking that's about so this? That's so good. Well, and I know um, someone who's
0: on the other side of that, like, you know, in Kevin's situation is he's kind of in some ways bracing himself. You, you're you're right, sobbing, you're going, right. I've, I've got to tell you something like that's like a, especially as a husband, you're going, okay, what is, what's going to happen here? Yeah. It could be very easy to start putting up some either defense walls or some like, okay, I need to protect myself from whatever's going on here, but being a safe person is being willing to absorb that. And then yeah. the the only thing I, I mean I, you could Kevin could write a script for every person who, you know, yeah. re- receives that kind of information because the only thing that really needs to be said is I love you.
1: That's it. And I'm that's here. That's exactly right. And Jesus yeah. loves you.
0: And he's here. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna work through this together. You know, yeah. that's so, so imperative. Um, especially for someone who's listening to this, they don't feel equipped in that moment. Just remember this if you ever come into a moment like that. Just validate, I love you.
1: That's it. That's it. And I mean, there's that famous phrase, right? People aren't going to remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. And so that's a moment where you can just make someone feel really safe who's sharing that information with you. Um, From there, I I sought help, went to therapy, Mm -hmm. and I would recommend that to every survivor of abuse you have Mm -hmm. got to get with a therapist. Or, I mean, if you're not comfortable with therapy, you have got to get with um, someone who is trained in healing from this specific type of trauma. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, pastors are good and pastors are well-meaning. Pastors are not always trained in how to find healing from a sexual abuse and sexual assault. So that's why I really recommend like a licensed therapist for a situation like this. Absolutely. So I met with a therapist for the next few years, and that was just incredibly, Mm. uh, incredibly healing. Then I also um, met with uh, like a healing prayer Mm. minister. Yeah. That's a little different than therapy. And maybe our listeners are familiar with healing prayer, but it was Mm. specifically someone who walked me through a journey of kind of praying like, okay, where was Jesus? Yeah. Right. Where was Jesus in the room, in the office? Right. When this was happening, what was Jesus doing in that moment? And, um, you know, you can tend to think, well, if God was really there, God would have stopped this, right? God, God would have made sure this didn't happen. But that was also really, really powerful for me because um, I realized Jesus was there. I realized that Jesus was not okay with this. And actually, in some ways that Jesus protected me from um, rape. I mean, this guy did not rape me. We didn't have sex. Um, he did a lot of things to me that he shouldn't, but Mm -hmm. I was able to begin to see how God's hand was there and was there even in the healing journey. So So, again, therapy, healing prayer, I think those are really important resources as well.
0: That's huge. That's so huge. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, we don't need to open up a can of worms, but that would be the question that many people would ask, like, well, if he was there, why didn't he stop this? And immediately my mind popped to John 11 you know w- w- mm. that was Martha's question to Jesus. Had you been here, this would yeah. have been prevented. Yeah, and Jesus could have could have been there. Now we know in our reality, like where we are right now in the context of time, Jesus is with us. His presence yeah. is with us in all of those situations, right? So He's there. Yeah. In this particular time, He wasn't there, but He wasn't there intentionally to do something even greater in the situation, and that's that's resurrection. You know, that's right. And to demonstrate His power in that way, and so. Um, but but at the, that moment, he looks at the crowd and he he weeps because I believe he's saying, this is not right. Yeah, Sin, exactly. death, shame, get all of this stuff. This is not right. Now I want to demonstrate my power over all of this stuff. And so I love that. Just asking the Lord, where were you in this? Yeah. And letting him reveal that to you because he will. You absolutely
1: will. And you'll find that he's there in ways you didn't even, you couldn't have even imagined or or told for yourself or, you know, said for yourself. Um, I would say the other really powerful experience for me, Davey, and and I don't know that I would recommend this to every uh, abuse survivor, you have to be really prepared for this. But one of the Mm. things that my therapist and I walked through was um, revisiting myself as a teenager. So revisiting myself as, a, um, this young girl on the school bus mm-hmm. and then, um, as a 17 year old at this restaurant Yeah. and, um, you know, some therapists will talk about like kind of, uh, caring for your child self. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if you have a daddy wound, your dad never took you to the zoo or something right. that you take yourself to the zoo and you buy yourself ice cream and oh. you kind of do what should have happened in your childhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, That was something I I began to pray about doing as far as like revisiting Mm. my uh, teenage self who was a victim. Mm. And um, again, I wouldn't recommend this to everybody. You have to feel really safe and really ready to do that. But at this point, I had done therapy for several years. And so Mm. I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to go back to Oklahoma Mm. and you need to see yourself now where you were then. Wow! And so I actually, um, I, at the time, I was pregnant with my oldest son, Eli. And so that, I think, was an urgency for me. I didn't want to bring him into the world still kind of carrying this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I um, got in my car one weekend, and I drove 15 hours from Chicago to Oklahoma City. And I um, first uh, drove the bus route, and I stopped mm. where um, exactly where that assault happened on the bus route. And, um, then I went to the restaurant Mm. and pulled into the parking lot and it was like an old Navy at that point. It wasn't the (laughs) restaurant anymore, but, um, I went ahead and walked in, like, I felt a little bit silly, but I, I went to the area right where his Mm. office was. And, um, I I'll never forget. There were like skinny jeans, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) hanging on the rack, Mm. but I was like, okay, God. I'm here. Like, what do you got to say wow. to me, Holy Spirit? I felt like you told me to come here. What's happening? And I'll never forget, Davey. I, um, you know, I'm a writer and I'm a four. Mm-hmm. And so I, I remember thinking, I wish this place was a... A flower shop, right, <laughs> to symbolize beauty, or I wish it was even like a like a doctor's office to symbolize healing, okay. something like that. I've so not I'm... even
0: read the book, and I don't, <laughs> but I know exactly where you're going right now because my four wing is just coming on strong. Come on, drop it on us, drop it on us.
1: Wow. Well, Right. So I'm I'm kind of saying these things, thinking these things to the Lord. And he said, Aubrey, it doesn't matter what this place mm. is, because I have redeemed you. Wow. You have been restored. You have been renewed. You are not that girl in that office anymore. Wow. I am making you new. Mm. And, um, you know, God is so kind to us. Right. That that yeah. that to me was like such a healing moment to to be with myself. My healing self now in that place that I was so damaged by the sin of mm. others, hearing the Holy Spirit speak over me like, you are not who you once were, Aubrey. Wow. And um, so again. Wow. To those who are listening, I would say, uh, when you feel ready, it's a very powerful exercise to go back and revisit that little girl inside of you or that little boy inside of you yeah. that was so damaged. Because God will speak something to you there. Mm. God will speak healing and God will speak tenderness to you there. Mm. Wow. Um, you know, from there, Davy, I feel like those were kind of some really big moments, and I just began to even like. Uh, that's when I started writing my book. Because I felt like I just needed to get sort of everything out. Like, I'm going to get it all. I'm going to say all the yucky stuff. I'm going to say details that I would not share with anybody, but I'm just going to put them on paper. And that sort of uh, process of um, emotionally dealing with it helped me, uh, I think, just kind of Face some things mm. that I I hadn't faced. And those are not in the book. Like there's a version of Overcomer that's just for Aubrey and just yeah. for Jesus. And then there's the version that the audience gets, right? Yeah. So I would say writing down your story too can be really helpful just for, for you sure. and just for the Lord. Mm. Um, and then I honestly began to look at scripture from Genesis to Revelation. What does God say about shame? What mm. does God say about women? What does God say about abuse and evil? And interestingly, that verse... Um, Psalm 34, 5, where David says, Those who look to God are radiant, their faces are never covered in shame. That like stood out to me. God used that um, mostly because of the story. I don't know if you know David wrote it after that moment in his life when he was he's running from Saul. He winds up in the King of Gaths mm-hmm. court mm-hmm. and he pretends to be crazy. Yeah. Do you know the story? Yep, he's I like God, this drool running down his beard. (laughs) And the King of Gath is like, why did you bring this crazy man here? You know, get out of here. And that's when David wrote, those who look to God are radiant. Their faces are Hmm. never covered in shame. And I, I, that was like, God just like went,
0: wow,
1: Aubrey, because I thought David surely penned those words after some like triumph in war. Right. Or surely penned those words after he like, killed another lion with his bare hands or whatever you know what i mean but david wrote that after one of the most like oddly vulnerable wow. fearful moments in his life yeah and um again like god just used his word to say hey even in what feels awful to you mm. when you look to me there's no shame when mm. you look to me there's only radiance yeah And so um, if I would principalize that for listeners, I would say go to God's word. Like God has good, good things to say uh, that will speak freedom specifically over you. Wow.
0: Yeah. That had to have been a moment where David was like, how did I wind up here? (laughs) Like, how did it get this bad? Right. You know?
1: I'm running for my life. I'm afraid. I'm terrified. I'm separated from my family at that point. I'm separated from people right. that I love. I'm right. isolated and I'm pretending like I'm a crazy person to yep. to save myself. Mm. And then he winds up in the cave after that and mm. becomes a leader to like 400 people who are also ashamed and also yep. dealing with their own dis- pain. And I, again, kind of a debt, nothing is wasted dis- story, yeah, right? That's
0: exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Well, Aubrey, Is there, is there anything else as we kind of like close this conversation down? What's what's kind of the, what would you put as like the exclamation point on
1: this? Yeah. Let me just tell you one final story just to kind of tell you what God can do. And I would say um, that would be another piece is to remember listeners that your story is not done. Mm. And I know my story isn't done because I wrote Overcomer. (laughs) I published it and I began speaking, sharing my story to people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm in Florida. This is years ago. I'm speaking at a conference, sharing my story with a group of teenagers, mm. talking about um, all the things that God has done. And one of the stories that I shared was that conference where I talked to Kevin for the very mm. first time. Afterwards, i you know, visiting with students, kind of chatting, and a man comes up to me. And he said, hey, can you tell me what year you were there in New York City? And I told him. And he said, is, was it this conference? And I said, yeah, it was that conference. And he said, you are never going to believe this. But I planned that event. Hmm. And and he said my daughter is here today. Wow. And she has been dealing with sexual abuse. Someone has sexually mistreated her and she needed to hear these words. Wow. And Davy, who can write a narrative like that but God? Wow. Who? Who is God that he is mindful of wow. us and I That to me is nothing is wasted, right? That the Lord took my pain, but then also my healing Mm -hmm. and then just went full circle so that I was able to minister to this guy's daughter who who was a part of my healing journey without even realizing it. And um, so listeners, God is not done with your story and he is writing something better than you could ever even imagine. Wow. Wow.
0: So profound. Oh my gosh. Amazing. We can't, we cannot outpin God right right <laughs> as as much as we want to be you know and and want to be a good wordsmith or a good author or a good novelist yeah. or a good writer or whatever he's just the best there is and I mean so, there's it's so uh it's so overwhelming to be a character in his plot line
1: oh <sighs> Right? Isn't it so good when you allow him to work and do what he wants to do and you just go, oh, Lord, you are better than I could ever even imagine. Look wow. at what you do.
0: Wow. Man, Aubrey, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your heart with us, sharing your story with us, um, and then giving us some really good handholds. And uh, really all of these things, they apply not just to someone who's a, a victim of sexual abuse or sexual assault, but really any trauma you know what you're That's talking right. about yeah. this is these are great handholds for any trauma that you may be going through so um we pray that if you're walking through it right now you you would take these you would apply these and you would begin to invite god into your healing journey as well he wants to take you by the hand he wants to take you through it so aubrey thank you for being a light for us in that
1: yeah thanks so much for letting me share my story
0: That was an unbelievably powerful conversation with Aubrey. Listen, if you enjoyed that conversation, we have so many more just like that. We release bonus conversations every single month. We've got a lot more bonus content behind our monthly partner paywall. And uh, to become part of that monthly partner program, it it costs $20 a month. But here's the cool thing. Because Nothing Is Wasted is a not-for-profit it is an actual 501c3. At the end of the year, if you are a monthly partner, we'll send you a statement that tells you how much you actually gave to Nothing Is Wasted. And you can use that for tax deduction. So this is not, uh, you're not paying for it. You're, you're actually partnering with us. You're giving $20 a month and you get tax credit for that. So it's a tax, deduct- tax deductible donation. You can also try a seven-day free trial to check out some of the content that's behind there. But I'm telling you, uh, there's some really good stuff, teaching videos, um, live Q&A archives, and so much more. So to find out more about our monthly partner program, go to nothingiswasted.com slash partners. Again, that's nothingiswasted.com slash partners. Make sure you check uh, that out and partner with us to help people take back their story.